0: You're listening to The Den Download, a podcast designed to help coaches and movement enthusiasts with tools and insights for building a strong body, a stronger mindset, and your strongest life. I'm your host, Allison Tenney, a strength and conditioning coach on this journey with you to have in-depth conversations of what it means to have an impact on and in the world around us. Let's dive in. What's up, fam? Welcome to episode eight of the Den Download, where today we are going to be talking about the creative process. When can you stop copying and start creating? Well, I suggest you stop copying now and start creating now because, y'all, plagiarism just is not cool. And I want to talk about it in today's episode particularly when it comes to the online space, the Instagram space and writing and creating and how we are working in this wild, wild west that can be the internet. And I think a lot of the nuance and a lot of the topics that we're going to discuss and dive into today can apply to lots of different areas because it happens to all of us. We have an idea, it gets pushed aside, somebody else has the same idea, they get credit. Copying and plagiarism is never cool in any arena. And so today I wanna talk about a bit more of the nuance of why people might copy, how do we deal with it, and how do we come up with our own creative process in whatever arena you're dealing with. So I actually wanna start with this idea around copying being the highest form of a compliment. And I understand the sentiment, But boy, does it feel shitty when somebody does steal your ideas and pass them off as your own. It definitely does not feel like a compliment. And it feels so often that people that do that think they're not going to get caught or found out. And there's a difference here between somebody literally turning you in, pointing it out to somebody and getting caught Versus the longer game, where maybe it won't happen at first, maybe you will get away with it, maybe you can profit off of somebody else's work, but in the long run, it's never really going to be yours, and so it will never really ring true as you, and I believe that that is really the key for long-term success, because you can't keep copying other people And think that you're actually going to be the fullest, most authentic version of yourself. You have to do that work to find your own voice, to find your own creative space, to really have that long-term success in any type of field that you might be in. But I do understand that we all start somewhere. And most of us are inspired by people that are a few steps ahead of us. And so it's really only natural to read their work, to get inspired, to really wonder about that creative process, and to mimic. I think it is part of the journey to mimic those that we do look up to. I know I read a lot of work by Glennon Doyle, Brené Brown, people that I follow online who inspire me daily. And I think deeply about their work, and I journal about their work, and some of my writing in my own captions or in my own coaching groups is inspired by that work. And the difference is always in the credit that is given, when you're quoting, when you are using somebody else's words, somebody else's ideas. Making sure that always giving credit is where you start, from a mentor from a book that you read, from an article that you found, from something that you googled. People have put in a lot of hours and a lot of work for their own creative process to come up with those ideas. And so it's always, always, always the best idea to give credit where credit is due. And this comes in multiple arenas. So many times, movement leaders, thought leaders, people that are out in front get hammered, for those ideas. People really want to take them down. And so those that come up behind that maybe are a little bit more acceptable to society, or maybe can soften the ideas that are coming out of those leaders, well, then those ideas get a little bit twisted. And movements can really be twisted themselves, to become something else that was not the original intent. And so it happens, obviously, on Instagram, but it happens on a much larger scale when people's lives are, quite frankly, at stake as well. And so it's always the best practice to sit and listen and learn before jumping in with your own ideas to, quote, piggyback or to add on. Really be discerning about whether or not you are the one to be adding value in certain arenas. There's a lot of spaces that I occupy where it is just a space for me to learn, to absorb, to listen. It's not a space for me to be teaching and to be talking and to be at the center. Those aren't my lanes or areas of expertise. They might inform some of my work that I do online, but it is not my place to be co-opting certain ideas and passing them off as my own. Because here's the thing, I don't think there are these brand new, grand ideas that nobody's ever heard of before, right? There are specific ways that we see the world though. Your unique experience, your unique upbringing, the way you see the world, your beliefs, your thoughts, your ideas, all of those things are going to be through your own lenses of the way you see the world. And that is what is going to be unique and new. So when somebody copies or takes other ideas and tries to pass them off as their own, it's very obvious because those lived experiences are different, because those lenses that they see the world through are going to be different. And so it will never be authentic to that person, which is why that long-term strategy just ain't going to work out so well. So even when people get away with it one, two, three times long-term, something will be off. Our bodies are acutely aware and in tune With what's right and what's wrong. And it's just that feeling you get. So when those spidey senses go off, you can trust it. But we all start somewhere. We're all inspired by others. We hope to achieve some type of success or greatness or hone these skills like people that we admire, right? And I do think that Maybe people don't have bad intentions when copying happens, but it happens. And so, what is that creative process that we can go through? I think it starts with what you really, really care about. Maybe not just what you're passionate about, but things you're really curious about. What lights you up in the world? What makes you excited? What brings you joy? What also breaks your heart, what makes you angry, what makes you sad, those emotions are going to be raw and real, and they will come across around the things that you care the most about. And I think in the creative process, when we're trying to, quote, stay in our lane, what lanes do you occupy? Because you occupy multiple lanes. You don't have to just stay in one lane. You need to know enough about other lanes to maybe stay out of that are none of your business. But when it comes to the lanes that you occupy, you should be able to tell the truth, to tell your story, to tell your perspective. Those are the things that people connect with. And when we are writing and sharing and honoring our creativity... It's those connections to other people that are raw, that are real, that create the belonging and the connection that you're looking for. So tapping in to the lanes that you do occupy, that you know about, that you're passionate about, that you're curious about, that bring about those raw emotions of joy and happiness or pain and sorrow and grief Those are going to be the things that spark your creativity. For me, I like to think of the multiple lanes that I do occupy and what those intersections are. How do they relate to one another? I love the metaphors of training and strength training and the carryover that happens when you are consistent with it, when you do build strength, when you do move your body in ways that serve you and that honor you. It's so much more than just sets and reps and thinking about physiology. We can talk about those things, and I'm sure we will on other episodes. But also, I am passionate and curious about being a mom and running a business and issues of social justice and unpacking those things in ways that can deepen my own practices and deepen my own connections to my community, to my friends, to my family. And how does strength training show up in those ways for me? They're all a practice. And so the intersections there are finding what those common themes are, pulling out those common themes, connecting them to how they make me feel, and then writing about them putting out content that is true to me, that I can connect with others in this space of strength and conditioning, of social justice, of entrepreneurship, of community and belonging. Because for me, at the end of the day, that's really what it's about. How can we belong to ourselves, but how do we connect with one another as well? And training can be a way that we do that. It's a shared joy, a shared passion. It's also fucking hard at times, and so you need people around you that can also commiserate. I've found a lot of community there, and it's been part of my own creative process to write about those struggles and those joys alongside my community. At one point, I found myself consuming, just scrolling the internet, scrolling the gram, reading, 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 what is everybody else doing? What about about the people that I admire, that I want to emulate, that I want to be like, they have successful businesses? Um, I was just consuming a shit ton of information and writing from other people. At some point, you have to make the switch to go from consumer to creator. And at some point, you really have to become more discerning about shutting out that noise. I actually unsubscribe from all of my friends' email lists. Like, even my besties. I don't subscribe to their email lists. Sometimes I will even mute them on Instagram because their stuff is so good. (laughs) Which sounds bizarre to say, But so often we get caught in the compare game and the compare trap of, well, they've already said it, or they've already done it, or they're doing it so much better. But if we go back to your own lens, your own views, your own unique place in the world, you're going to say the same ideas in just a bit different way but only if you continue to focus on yourself and developing your own voice and your own message. And in my experience, that took me muting a hell of a lot of people and stop scrolling on Instagram to come up with my own writing and my own ideas. I keep a running list on my phone in my notes of just things that spark me. And once I got off the internet and into books from thought leaders or people that were outside of the fitness industry, there were so many ideas that would pop into my head that I would just jot down on notes in my app on my phone and then flush it out a little bit later. And that is my own creative process. So going from consumer to creator, at some point, you got to make the switch And look, I understand that if you're like me and running a small business, that so much of our writing has to do with, quote, selling or marketing. And there is a way to write and to get your message across without being sleazy and salesy. If you are writing your truth, if you are writing from things that you know, and that you've done the deep work to unpack your own bullshit and get out of your own way, then your writing is a sense of freedom. It's no longer sales, it's just honest. I feel like when I do write, which, let's be honest, it's always on the gram with my posts, It's usually a reflection of where I'm at in my life in that moment. So sorry, not sorry, but I am not going to sit here and tell you that you need to force your creativity to somehow profit and position yourself to sell to people all the time. I actually think about it in a backwards kind of way. I want to be the truest version of myself And I want to write from that space about things that I care about. And if the people that read it, if it lands for them, if it hits them as true also, then we're creating a connection. Then we get to be in each other's orbit. Then hopefully they comment and like and share and hop into the DMs and we get to be friends on the internet. And that is how I like to start building my community, not by thinking of the sale first, but by thinking of what is true to me right now. Because ultimately, I want to build a business and I want to have a space and a community that's built off of integrity and joy and courage and love. And if your creativity is coming from those places, you're going to attract the right people into your space. And the ones that it doesn't land for or the ones that don't like it, guess what? They get to keep scrolling. That's the wonderful thing about social media is that if it's not for you, the unfollow button is right there. And the last thing I'll say before I wrap this up Is that if you think that you're just going to nail it off of the first try, you are sorely mistaken. And these are things that I think we know. Like in my head, I know I have to practice writing, I have to practice showing up and being creative. It's not this natural thing for me. I never thought I was a writer. I thought. I'm a strength and conditioning coach. Well, when you have a business and you have to show up on social media, you quickly become more creative. And there are creative outlets that Instagram is growing. Look at Reels. Look at IGTV. Look at stories and your feed posts. So there's all different ways that you can be creative. I freaking love Reels. I love them. They suit my personality. They suit my creative process. I get to be goofy and spontaneous and take trends and put them into my own world and my own language for my strength and conditioning community. And I have so much fun doing it. What is it for you? What's fun for you to show up for? Because if it's not fun and you don't want to show up for it, it's not something that you're going to practice consistently. And the creative process isn't just going to drop out of the air like some muse every single day. You have to show up and allow the muse to come. And if you're not showing up, it never will come. If you want to create, and you want to create in a powerful way, you have to be willing to show up and tell your truth. And that's easy to sit here and say, Because, boy, when you are writing those things down, and inside it's like, Ooh, if somebody were to actually read this. Nope. No thank you. I think I will crawl back into that hole and never let this onto the internet (laughs) at all. This will stay in the journal. But those are typically the posts, and that is the writing. That scary feeling that you get in your gut. That when you hit publish, that connection that you make with others is real. Because when you tell your truth, you are creating that connection. Because human emotion is what we share, it's what we have in common. And so many people on the internet are in this space of look at me, look at me, look at me. Instead of inviting people, to come with me. And when you practice that creativity, when you practice that writing, when you practice that connecting, you invite people to come with you. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Den Download. Please be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any of our conversations. If you appreciate the show, hop on over to iTunes and give us some stars. For more tips and notes from the show, check out alisontennyfitness.com and make sure to follow and come say hi over on the gram at Allison Talk to you next week.